This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. Cyclers Brewing Company, sitting on the outskirts of the Sam Houston National Forest in Montgomery, where all you have to do is enjoy nature and make great beers. Cyclers lineup includes their Domestique Wit, Breakaway English Style IPA, the Ride Hard Rye IPA, and my favorite of theirs, the 5511 Imperial Red Ale with a nice ABV of 7.9%. Then the Big Daddy, Paul Maris, the Russian Imperial Stout, hefty 9% ABV, and rounding out their lineup is the Abbey Miel Trappist, an Abbey Style Double. Give them a try if you have not had one in a while. Cyclers Brewing Company. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to another Drink of Ages radio show. This is a special one. This is your St. Patty's Day, St. Patrick's Day edition of Drink of Ages. Everybody gets to be a little Irish today, which uh, isn't a bad thing, at least these days. It's, it's a lot better than what it used to be, but St. Patrick's Day is always a good time. Everybody out having it, hopefully being safe out there, but partying up pretty good and drinking some good beers. Uh, this show is sponsored by Bell's Brewing Company out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah, I had to think about that one for a minute. Uh, even though we've been talking about it for a little bit, Kalamazoo, it's more fun to say than to remember. But Bell's Brewing Company, they have some pretty badass beers that are now down in Texas. That you definitely, if you haven't tried them yet, you need to go out there and find some. Two Hearted L, the Oberon's coming uh, sometime at the end of the month. And they're a little summer seasonal, spring seasonal. Plus the MR Wright or Amarillo Smash IPA uh, or Single Hop IPA that's out right now. It's tasty as well. So go out there and find you some Bell's Brewery beers. They are tasty. So like I said, this is a little St. Patrick's Day edition of Drink of Ages. I'm trying to remember in the last four years if we if it fell on St. Patrick's Day and if there was a show, uh, I don't know, memory fades me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Or maybe this is the first. But uh, our guest for this week's show is Garrison, the head brewer from Spindle Tap Brewery Company, right here just north of Houston. What's up, Garrison? What's going on, man? Glad you could make it and hang out today. Uh, you guys are doing some pretty good stuff at Spindle Tap. Uh, for one, making some pretty ridiculously solid beers and some of the stuff that I've tasted that you've had at the brewery from your, was it the Barrel Age Double? Which yeah, one? Bar- yeah, the Barrel Age Double. Yeah, that was pretty spectacular. And what you guys have just released, the uh, Houston Haze, your big, cloudy, juicy... New England IPA. Oh, yeah, man. Happy with how it turned out. I'm pretty happy how it turned out as well. Uh, <laughs> when we came, when the little test batch that, uh, man, I don't even know what day it is right now. Went on that flog of Molly, the Salty Dog Cruise, over the weekend, and I still have not quite recovered mentally and physically from that. For one, I feel like the whole world is shifting back and forth, like I'm still on a boat. And the day that I was planning on actually drying out and going, you know what, I'm going to take a few days off. That's when I came up to the brewery, and it was Tuesday, <laughs> and had a few of these Houston Houston Hayes. And 
No, this is this is a really good beer, and it's, it's a style of beer that uh, is definitely making an impact all over the country, and, and it's getting some weird backlash. People's talking about how it's a fad, and you know, oh, we're not going to brew one of these. But I, I think people that aren't brewing one are actually making a mistake. Yeah, man, I don't think it's a fad. I think it's I think it's here to stay. It's I'm definitely a believer after you know having having a few solid examples of the style and. Uh, you know, having having brewed it myself now, uh, big fan of it. And I mean, it's it's there's so much you can do with this style of beer, and mm-hmm. that's, I think people are trying to compare them to what they what they're able to get some Trillium, Treehouse, different beers like that. But yeah, it's, it's to me, uh, you're tasting it's like, man, now let's let's really start playing with this style of beer and do different things. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more than just a hazy hazy IPA you know it's in my in my opinion unique it's not a, I don't think it's going to be a beer that goes anywhere I think it's going to be a beer that blows up kind of surprise everybody because like yeah beer follows trends mm-hmm. and you know a couple of years ago everything was barrel aged and so everybody was barrel aging anything and everything and it was fun then uh still fun and it was still fun <laughs> yes yeah and that didn't really go away either yeah and then uh, like sours Sours. Everybody's going, oh, that's going to be the next new thing, sours, sours. And uh, a lot of breweries kind of backed off of the sours because you know, right. they could really ruin your brewery if you don't do it right. And then all of a sudden this, this style of beer popped up this last year, you know, and all uh, the beer towns up in the northeast and Oregon and Colorado. And people really like it. I think rightfully so, man. It's, it's uh, like I said, unique. Uh, I think it's a unique concentration of hop flavor and aroma that you that you don't really get in uh in a west coast ipa um that's just my opinion though i mean i compared compared treehouse side by side with you know some of the best examples of west coast ipas and there's definitely a difference in the in the uh you know concentration of aroma and even you know flavor yeah and then of course you know the nice little look of it of this beer where nice and cloudy i mean it, it it looks like something i mean it looks like something you have for breakfast mm-hmm. so something i something i did have for breakfast <laughs> it might be something <laughs> that I, I had for breakfast this last tuesday as a matter of fact with some of your tacos man garrison uh from spittle tap brewery is who we're talking to and and not only can he make really good beers he made some pretty badass tacos, and, and I, it, I didn't care what meat it was, honestly. I, I looked at it, and they're like, man, it's pretty spicy. I was like, well, whatever it is, it, you know, I'm, I'm in. And if they're not spicy, man, you're not doing it right. No, man, those, those <laughs> damn things were tasty. And, but you, you actually cooked that with, with your honey hole, right? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, honey hole tacos. Yeah, just braised braise some pork carnitas and, and some honey hole. Can't go wrong there, man. No. No, that was pretty dynamite. Yeah, so that's what it, that was my breakfast on Tuesday uh, after a long weekend of music and beers until I couldn't do it, which yeah, the bad part about cruises is that they really don't have a lot of good beers on the cruises. I've only done two and both of them have been the salty dog cruise. But, um, you know, so I, I did probably drink more Heineken on that cruise than I had in probably the last 10 years of my life. And then I switched over to Dos Equis when I was like, I can't drink another Heineken. And Dos Equis was good for a while. And then all of a sudden I was like, I can't drink any more Dos Equis. And then I went to Jameson. And that's when go. things got really, really good. <laughs> and uh, uh, <clears throat> that last day 
was um, it was a whole lot of Jameson, but we were sitting there and yeah, just just so many badass bands. I mean, when you go watch No Effects, you want to. I don't think anybody's sober watching No Effects most of the time. I know they're not sober playing, so yeah, you know, it's just to be in the same mindset as the rest of them. And so yeah, I watched No Effects, uh, Less and Jig. Of course, Flog and Molly have played a couple times. They played out on the beach. Yeah, I mean, it was, that was, well, that, that day was a lot of tropical boat drinks that day on the beach. That's when you're sitting out there and you're like, give me something fruity and frozen. And, yeah. and then put extra shots on top of it. But, yeah, so it was a weekend full of uh, not really all that great beer. Although, before we left, we were in Fort Lauderdale for a couple of days, and there's actually some badass places. Well, you know, people that go there, they know there are. But there's some good places to go and some really good beers out there. Uh, there's a very Darwin who I wanted to go to last summer because they're over by Tampa and out in that area. They're making phenomenal beers. Uh, J Dubs have a they have a milk stout that you know, you're sitting on the beach. You can actually sit and throw back this milk stout. Uh, it was just delicious. So they had some really good beers before, some really horrible beers during, and then afterwards, uh, it was like I, I needed like, a Monday when I was sitting in Hollywood, Florida, hanging out with Guillermo, the producer of the show. And it was like, I, beer's not going to do it. It's going to only hurt me worse. So I had some mojitos. And those are actually, you know, I, I hear they're, like, bartenders don't like to make them. They're kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I went ahead and had two pints of mojitos because that's what they were serving them in. And that, that helped for a little while. And then on Tuesday was the tacos and this nice little uh, IPA that you guys are making for breakfast. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you say breakfast. It's, it's almost like a mimosa with the with the fruit and the, the, the tropical notes, the the uh, you know, carbonation, acidity, and it reminds me a lot of a mimosa, man. It definitely something I could I could drink for breakfast and lunch and dinner. <laughs> it is really good. One of the things that I, I do that my wife is always like, what the hell are you doing that for? Is I like, like in the morning for breakfast when we go play stuff, like, yeah, I'll take an iced tea and an orange juice. And I always pour my orange juice in my iced tea. And I've never heard of that. <laughs> I, so, I don't know. Some of my mom did. I, and so it was like, yeah, it tastes really good. And, and so... I mean, this, this is something that I'm not saying you can put iced tea in it, but I can taste, you know, mixing this with some other stuff and making it into a nice little cocktail. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. This style in general, I think, lends itself to, you know, making beer cocktails with, uh, I think this would make a hell of a beer Rita. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm not one to typically do that, that, you know, type of stuff. If I'm drinking beer, I want to drink a damn beer. But, you know, it, I think this would go pretty well in a margarita. Remember a uh, uh, friend, Leslie, who now she's uh, Leslie Krockenberger. She came on and she made a cocktail with Yellow Rose that was just dynamite. And it was it was really strong, and it had Yellow Rose in it, and I have no idea what else, but it was really delicious. <laughs> and So maybe we need to talk to her and see what she can come up with a beer like this for a cocktail. Yeah, man, I think you got a lot of, a lot of possibilities. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk more with Garrison from Spindletap Brewery and talk more of St. Patrick's Day beer cruises and how bad I don't like Guinness anymore. We'll get into that. Three of eight. Be right back.
This is Chris from Beers Looking at You, the newest craft beer spot in Clear Lake, Webster area. If you're coming down to Galveston or stopping by NASA, check us out every day, noon to midnight. You can bring in your own grower. You can pick one up here. We have 39 taps to choose from. We're half beer store. We've got everything from Houston, Texas, and beyond. Be sure to check out our live draft list on our website, beerslookingatyou.com, or through the Digital Pour app. Hope to see you soon. Thanks. Hey, good beer drinkers. This is Garrison, the head brewer of Spindle Tap. If you're digging IPAs these days, you should definitely try our new West Coast-style IPA Hop Gusher. You're going to get a lot of dank tropical notes from the excessive amounts of Amarillo, Citra, and Mosaic. We just started canning it last week, so come pick it up fresh from our brewery at 10622 Hirsch Road. You can also get it freshly poured at Drink of Ages Pub. Also look for it at your nearest grocery store soon. Check us out at SpindleTapBrewery.com. I've been a wild rover for many a year. I spent so many money on whiskey and fair. But now I'm returning with golden great store. I promise to play the wild rover no more And it's no night never No night never no more Will I play the wild rover No never no more I went to an aisle house I used to frequent And I told the landlady my money's all spent I asked her for credit, she answered me nay Sure a custom like yours I could get any day And it's no night never No night never no more Will I play the Wild Rover? No never no more And from my pocket I took sovereign's bright when the landlady's eyes, they lit up with delight She said, I have whiskey and wines of the best And the words that I spoke to were only in jest And it's no night never No night never no more Will I play the Wild Rover? No never What I've done And I'll ask them to pardon Their prodigal son And if they forgive me As I've times before Then I promise I'll play the Wild Rover No more and let's No night never No night never No more Will I play the Wild Rover No never Drink of Ages, we're back on, and we're hanging out with Garrison, head brewer over at Spindle Tap Brewery, and drinking this nice little New England IPA that you guys just came out with, Houston Hayes. Uh, man, any any chance this 
might go into a bigger production and I should get label approval and try to get it out? Um, yeah, as far as bigger production goes, it's tough for one, just the, the availability of the yeast and the availability of the hops that I'm using in this beer is uh, somewhat limited. Um, I'm already uh, planning on brewing 20 barrel batch next month. So, I mean, yeah, slightly larger production, but in terms of something that we can just constantly produce, I don't think that that's in the near future. Um, plus, you, I mean, so there's something for a limited release, you know? Yeah, there's that. And I also think it's fun that, that we kind of talked a little bit about how some of these breweries are, are like, oh, we're not going to brew one of those. But it's like, why wouldn't you? If that's what people want to drink, why wouldn't you just make something, right. even if it, you make one and then don't make it again? Just make a beer that people want to drink and go, all right, that was delicious. Let's move on. And in the yeah. summer, brew something else. Everybody has their nice little core lineup, but yes, yeah, experimenting and making these different beers and trying different styles and different things, man. I think that's, that's what, what it's all about. Man. Yeah, sets sets breweries apart from others, especially when the beers are good. That helps. <laughs> helps a lot. Um, speaking of beers that really wasn't good and kind of what I hinted on this last last weekend, we were on the Salty Dog Cruise, wife and I celebrating my birthday, which was you know was one of the best birthdays ever. I uh, got a, just so much fun. When you sit around and listen to your favorite bands, you know, the bands that, that everybody's favorite bands are bands that they listen to in high school. You know, it's usually, I mean, they, they might find some other bands that you like a whole lot, but typically when you start thinking about music, it's like, what was I listening to in high school? Because, you know, there's a lot of emotion involved and attachment to songs and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it was no effects. That <laughs> was one of my favorite bands. It still is. And so, you know, get to watch them play, watch Fat Mike up there singing in a dress you know the first day and, and I mean it was just a hell of a time but uh, after you know everybody on board you know, just, you know a bunch of nice tan people like myself you know <laughs> a lot more tattoos than I have but they were they were running around the boat and and they're all drinking Guinness and everything so I was like you know I'll throw down one of those Guinnesses and I have honestly haven't had a Guinness in 15 years, 10 years, I don't know. I mean, there was a, you know, in my 20s, it was always good to throw down, drink a bunch of Guinness, but hadn't had one in a long time. And I cracked one open while we're watching a band called The Bunny Gang. And if you guys never listened to them, you need to check them out too. And first up was was pretty shocking because it wasn't quite what I remembered. And not like any stouts that we drink today, even the low ABV stouts, you know, because again, it's what, four, six, or something like that. Mm hmm. Real low ABV, and even some of these stouts now they're making like five, five and a half percent. You know, it just tastes so much better. And it's like, man, why was why is Guinness such? I don't want to sit there and bash Guinness or anything, but it was it was not the beer that I remembered. First off, you got to watch out saying something like that on St. Patty's Day, man. You might piss some people off. I know. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why that's why here at the pub we're doing here at the pub we're doing the. Um, drink a better stout on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so, and with our badass, you know, local beer, local breweries making some excellent stout beers, you know, that's what we have on tap. So, come by if you're listening, come by the pub and drink a better stout on St. Patrick's Day. I can't speak to it, but have you have you had it in actually been to Ireland and had it there? I've heard it's night and day different. Uh, that's what I hear as well. Yeah, that yeah, it, it definitely tastes different and yeah, I'd, I'd love to go, and I, 
it's definitely on my list of places to go visit. And when I'm there, I will probably drink a few gallons of Guinness and love it. But that, yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of like some of that music listening in high school, man. That you get that emotional attachment to it because of the situation going on. And and I don't know, but yeah, you're right. I don't know if they use like fish bladders in the beer here and they use it there or something. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's something to do with fish bladders, right? And that I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm asking. I'm looking at Kevin, the, the DJ Muskrat over here, and he's like, "Don't ask me. I just produce music." <laughs> All right, let me ask Garrison. He knows. He knows a little more about beer. Yeah, if they're not using fish, bl- fish bladders, they're doing it wrong. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, Ireland would be a whole another awesome trip, and I, I really, I'm not sure why I've never even been over there. Uh, there's a band, the Blackguards. Oh, yeah. Here in Houston, and they do once a year for as long as I can remember. You can join them and go to Ireland and go sit and hang out with them for a week or two. My, and my dad actually did that one year. Did he really? A few, a few years back, yeah. They went, yeah. They went with, the, with the whole Blackguards group and had a, I think they were there for like a week and had a really good time. Yeah, man, that, that, would, be, that would be absurd <laughs> and, a, and a whole lot of fun. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely a trip high on the list. And when we're out there, well, we'll go buy the Guinness and have a few. But it just uh, just having that beer on the cruise, maybe because I was on a cruise, and that's not really the beer. It doesn't seem like an ideal cruise beer. <laughs> yeah, but with the crowd, yeah, it's with. I mean, Jameson and, and yeah, let's go. Let's get really good. We had, there was a lot of Jameson and a whole lot of Guinness drink on this boat. But it was a good time. It was a good time. One of the one of the best parts the, of the cruise was uh, they do punk rock karaoke, which is a, a full live band, like a full band. And like the drummer was from Goldfinger, the bass guitar player was in Bad Religion, like three other bands, and the singer just knows everybody, kind of thing. And well, the main guitar player who also does backup vocals, and so you just kind of go up and you're like, hey, I want to sing. You know, some DRI. Yeah, or I want to sing some Dead Kennedys, and they're like, okay, and you just and they just start playing it and just sing it. So, did, it was, so did you? No, I I, I didn't because yeah, I, I don't know. I've well, sang a few not, times man. on the show, right? <laughs> I, I have harmonized a little bit on the microphone, and it's really not that good. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see. I think we need to do a punk rock karaoke here at the pub and figure out how that how to do because I'd, I'd like to do. We did it half-ass on new year's eve and uh but it would be great to do it with a live band because that just changed everything it was cool it was cool it was rowdy and that was they did it every night and then sunday night they started at 2 a.m and we got off the boat at 7 30 a.m monday was rough <laughs> i think i mentioned that already <laughs> monday was rough oh Sounds like a good time, though, man. It is, and I highly recommend anybody, anybody. You know, I've, I've never taken a cruise. There's only a couple. Like, I wouldn't mind going to Alaska on a cruise ship. I think that one would be cool because you'll be able to see things when you're going, glaciers and whatnot. And I think that would be a cool one. Going to the Mediterranean, you know, we were going through the Greek islands or something. I think that would be a cool little cruise to be on. But... Taking these little three to five day cruises where you hit like Cancun and you go to Cayman Island and and uh, I just never felt like I needed to go on any of those cruises. It's too quick, you know. When you go somewhere, I like to spend some time. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy it a little bit. 
Um, yeah, so the only cruise I've ever been on is those two. Salty Dog Cruise. But you got to wait till next year to do it again. <laughs> and it'll be my birthday once again. So come out and celebrate with us. Yeah, back to what is in hand. Some Houston Hayes. How much did you guys make this time? Was it 10 barrels? Mm-hmm. 10 yeah, barrels. Just a little half batch on our system. Yeah. Which, you know, speaking of systems, you guys are expanding right now. Uh, yeah, we just got another 60 barrel fermenter and a 60 barrel bright. Um, hopefully that'll help help with the uh, the canned beers that we're doing. Just you know, keeping up keeping up with that. Because you guys, your your beer, you find it everywhere right now, and that's pretty fantastic. HEBs, Kroger's, all your small shops, your beer bars, and everything. I mean, it's getting some really good feedback. That's good, man. I'm I'm more excited about as as much as I you know as much as good as that is I'm more excited about the stuff moving forward though you know uh, yeah you got to keep up got to keep up with those but I'm excited about uh, stuff like this you know the more limited release uh, you know small batch bourbon barrel stuff you know barrel aging in general man it's I'm excited for that yeah yeah and and yeah. Of all beer, yeah, we won't talk about Honey Hole too much on this show. <laughs> Everybody comes to the pub knows. Hey, you know, you about know, my, Hole, you know my stance on that beer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, let's take another break. Yeah, we get back, man. We'll just talk more beer and I don't know whatever we feel like right now. Some more New England IPA. Let's get into that style a little bit and what actually makes it what it is. Because for a while there, people didn't know if they wanted to call it a Northeastern IPA, New England IPA, and. I don't even know if the internet knows what that means yet. So take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, we're down here in Dickinson, Texas at a new winery and cider company duo, and we have the owners, Craig and Raquel, hanging out. Tell us about your company. We have over 20 varieties of wines from our family vineyard. We currently have our Rodeo Star brand hard apple and cherry ciders available on draft and 16-ounce cans with more delicious varieties on the way. We are open from Wednesday to Friday from 4 to 10 p.m., Saturday from noon to 10 p.m., Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. Check us now on Facebook. Venha nos visitar! Yeah. 
here drinking some delicious beers from Spindle Tap Brewery. And we're hanging out with Garrison, the head brewer from Spindle Tap. And so let's kind of get into the style a little bit because for yeah, a lot of people might not know exactly what it is. And you know, everybody knows what an IPA is now. Most people. Uh, we, we still get a lot of Indian pale ales. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, sort of. Yeah, that's kind of it. And <clears throat> different, different things on, on that style of beer. But this one... This one here, man, is just it's completely different from a typical IPA. So we kind of go into what makes this beer what it is. Well, really, to me, it seems like it's all about creating the, the perception of, of juiciness. You know, the, the haziness lends itself to that. Um, same, same as the mouthfeel and then the, the, you know, the hop choices that you use. You obviously want to lean more towards fruity rather than uh, resinous along those lines. I mean... I think you can still still make a good example of the style, uh, a little more piney, a little more resinous. Uh, so I, I'm thinking as I well. I think you still can. Yeah, earlier um, when we were talking about you know, making this beer differently, because yeah, everybody, like you said, this is kind of the, the big fruity juice bomb. And I'm sure those guys, I mean, I've, I think uh, Treehouse makes, a, makes one called Sap that's all Chinook. You know, that's, that's piney. That's one of the most piney hops that you can use. So yeah. I I haven't tried it, but I'm interested in doing something like that, man. Just, just like you said, experiment with the style. Um, but in general, it's, it's more about creating that juice-like perception. Uh, you know, mouthfeel, as far as you know, brewing it, uh, water chemistry is really important for that mouthfeel. Um, and then the the yeast that you use, it's a, it's a. What do you guys do for the the water over Spindle Tap? Uh, we've got an RO system, so we take strip everything out and then add it all back in. Is there something particular that works well with this? Uh, you know, different salts or minerals. Typically, uh, like an IPA, you want a higher concentration of sulfates. Uh, it's supposed to supposed to help with the you know, brighten the hops. Uh, they flip it on the head and basically higher calcium concentration. Uh, I'm doing just over two to one on calcium to sulfate. Uh, parts per million when the the first one i had i was like man this is completely different from any beer that, that's on the market right now so i wanted to, you know, as a home brewer someone likes to brew beer i wanted to kind of research what it is and the interesting things you find on the internet on how to make one of these beers from uh adding flour was one of the things yeah that's interesting <laughs> that I, was I like wait a minute that that's 
we're not making bread. I mean, beer is almost <laughs> bread, but come on now. Good old liquid bread. Yes. No, I didn't use any flour, uh, and I, I didn't think I need to based off of how this one, you know, the test batch turned out. Uh, I think this turned out turned out well as, as you know, as well, but I don't, I don't think you need the flour in my personal opinion. I, I don't see why that should be something added to beer. Eh. The best thing I that mean, you can do with flour is make gravy. That, that, that's one thing that, that flour does really well. And after you cook some bacon, I'm going to go into a little <laughs> rant right now. Because don't get me started on a good best, roux. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Talking about making a roux. I will tell you this, though, Garrison. You're probably going to punch me just for saying this. But um, I was like, man, I'm just, I was in the mood for gumbo. So I, I was like, man, what's going to be a quick way I can make the roux? Because my wife and I, we, we do it, and we make gumbo. You can sit there for an hour, hour and a half, making your roux. You know, you try to keep it from burning if you're making a big pot and everything. Maybe maybe that's not right either, but it took us a long time. turned out fantastic. But So I did a little research on the Internet where I find most of my, my important things. And you mix your flour and your oil, and you microwave it. I don't, actually, see, I don't see the point, personally. It actually, I know, I know. But it, it I've took, also never had a root take an hour and a half to make, either. Yeah, well, maybe I wasn't doing that right, either. <laughs> and, well, you should see me, the, whenever I try to make gravy, I have to dump half of it out because I just keep making more and more gravy. It's like, I don't know when to stop. So... I'm not doing something right, but yeah. So I actually microwaved the roux, right, and it turned into this great roasty brown roux, and and it took like six minutes to do. Huh. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just you try it if you want to. How'd the gumbo turn out? The gumbo turned out really well. She yeah, and it was just chicken and sausage. Right yeah, it was just nice chicken <laughs> sausage. Yeah, I still sautéed all my vegetables and did all that fun stuff, you know. But it was it was a part that I remember taking the longest. Every time I made gumbo, I shortened it by like in my world by a whole lot. So apparently, I wasn't making my roux right this whole time. <laughs> it shouldn't take that yeah, long. I've never had any issues with roux, man. I think I can. I think I can beat the microwave. <laughs> Six minutes. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, like, like flour though. I mean, it, it doesn't really. Well, there's there's enough flour in in the grain when you when you uh, mill it up, anyways. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not that abstract in my mind to add it, but I don't think you need it. I don't see why. One of the things was people add adding oats mm-hmm. to it. Uh, did you guys add any oats? Yeah, a little bit of flaked oats, a little bit of flaked flaked wheat. Um, yeah, definitely uh, definitely seems to be a common thing. I mean, help with that mouthfeel soften it up a little bit kind of complement the water chemistry like i was saying can anybody put one of these on nitro i've thought about that man i like the idea i haven't seen it but i'm sure there is somebody somebody, that is. somebody has to have done it by <laughs> now but i mean that's almost like a dream cycle at that point mm-hmm. yeah it's already so creamy man you add a little bit of add nitro to it and just yeah. take it over the top wow that, that, again you know experiment with beer try different things and and breweries that say oh we're not going to make one of these for whatever reason it's like nah, man, just make one see what happens if you don't like it don't put it out there that's the thing i mean people love the style i love the style so shit why not why not brew it yeah 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 no it is it is and this one's this one's really really tasty because there's there's been a few that have been 
really on the the two and a grapefruit rinds side of, and and that's there's only two things I don't really like to eat in this world, and one's olives because olives just suck. Yeah, they make everything <laughs> taste like olives, no matter what you're eating. It's like it tastes like an olive, unless I will say this though, there's. Two ways I will eat olives, and that's if it's stuffed with something that actually can overpower the olive, like some kind of weird cheese, a habanero, or vodka, or gin. <laughs> Either one of those. Then you can do it. Then I can do it. For the record, I love olives. Yeah. Well, man, not me. I'm the only one in my family no, no, that doesn't no like hater. them. <laughs> yeah. My kids will sit there and have olives on all five or ten of their fingers, you know, and I'm like, that's disgusting. Take them off. Wash your hands. I thought they were gross when I was a kid, man, until I really... Somebody told me, I, um, I was in high school, somebody said, why don't you like olives? Oh, they're just salty. I, take- I, I don't know. I don't like olives. <laughs> I like salt. <laughs> but I don't like olives, and I don't like grapefruit. So those are two things. Now, I love grapefruity beers, but I don't like eating grapefruit. So when it really something really comes, like you're chewing on grapefruit rind, I'm just not a big fan of it. I've never chewed on a grapefruit rind, but I can only imagine. Yeah, you know, I'm using my <laughs> imagination here. Yeah, on doing that. Now, I have chewed on watermelon rind, and there's been some watermelon beers that came out that tasted like watermelon rind. That, that, you, know, you don't get that sweetness. You get that weird, I don't know how to describe what it is. You know, it's very watermelon riny. It's <laughs> the best I can describe it. Not, not real good, but, yeah, I mean. I was talking to a girl the other day that said her slight tangent said that her she and her whole family eat eat the entire mango not the seed but they'll eat the skin on a mango that's weird well yeah <laughs> yeah i i've, I've never, never done that, that. <laughs> and i've never seen that yeah and then like doing going to the caribbean and places where there's mangoes you know you go do a dive like go down the caymans and you do a dive there are, there's always like mangoes and stuff that you come up and you snack on that and i've never seen anybody but at the same time Crawfish Shack over in Crosby, we were there one time, and I turned around and looked, this whole family sat down, grandma, grandpa, all the way to little kids, and they would grab a crawfish, eat the legs off the crawfish, then they'd break it apart, eat everything on the inside, then they'd eat the tail, but they ate the legs of a crawfish. That's a little... I've never seen that before. I've never seen that either. And I'm one, you know, if I see somebody do it, I'll try it. Yeah, especially you know, if a friend of mine, yeah, he's like, you're gonna eat that? All right, I'll eat it. If I'll watch you eat it, then I'll eat it. And I've but done, I didn't want to try. I've done the claw meat on a. You get a get a nice fat fat. You claw, need a big one, man. That's yeah. they got some good meat in there, but yeah. that's the only legs I'll eat. <laughs> it's been a good harvest this year of crawfish, so you can actually get a little meat out of out of some of those. But yeah, then I don't know what you get. But, well, but then again, I, uh, we did eat grasshoppers before, and they probably taste like crawfish legs <laughs> so, <laughs> think of it maybe i'll try that next all right we gotta take a break uh talk with garris from smell top brewery drink baby we'll be right back If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. 
Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cast Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com. Everybody, hope everybody's having a good night out there. St. Patrick's Day night. Uh, if you want to come by and drink a better stout this St. Patrick's Day, come by Drink of Ages Pub. We have some excellent ones on for some excellent prices. I know we're not like we we don't try to be a pub of any kind. We just try to be a pub of just good beer drinkers. So yeah, there's there's a, there's a, there's a Griffs. Yeah, there's there's a places around town that definitely deserve. Yes, you know, to be partying at, but if you're just driving by, stop by and drink a good stout over here at Drink of Ages Pub. And also, uh, March 25th is the Chili Con Queso Cook-Off, and if you need to sign up a team, man, you better hurry up because we only have a few spots. And man, So basically, you walk around, come hang out from 3 to 6 p.m., and you get to vote on the best Chili Con Queso made by each whatever we have, More tents, tables. you get to eat a ton of Chili con queso. You get to eat a whole <laughs> lot, and when, you know, and which it, it seems amazing to me. It's like, oh, it's like, man, this would be an awesome thing to do. And at the end of the day, the uh, one pot showdown, and Garrison from uh, the head brewer over Spindle Tap is our guest on the show. One pot showdown that St. Arnold puts on. Fantastic event. You walk around, you get these little two to three ounce samples of whatever they cook in that one pot. And then once you go through twenty five booths, you realize. I just ate four pounds of food, <laughs> and and then they're they're trying to give away free beer. And it's like I don't want a beer, man. I I want to roll in the I dirt. Take a nap. <laughs> yes, and just and so it's you know one of those where where it's like oh well maybe this chili and queso cook off. You know you walk around and you sample a lot of chili and queso, and you're like mm, I just ate a pound and a half of cheese. <laughs> Sounds like a great day to me. Yeah, man. Especially count, with count some me in. yeah with some good beer to wash it down in wash it down with uh, so with, with you guys over spindle tap um, we kind of talked a little bit about the barrel aged double that you guys have is that something that you guys are going to put on the market or is it going to be like a brewery brewery only uh, i mean for now any of that any of that stuff's pretty much brewery brewery release only um that that particular uh batch was just i i filled we we did the Derek men by itself uh, I, I filled a barrel, a bourbon barrel with it. Ended up getting a few half barrels out of it and just selling them out of the tap room. Um, moving forward, I mean, yeah, obviously it'd be it'd be cool to bottle something like that and, and uh, distribute it a little bit. But in the immediate future, 
you know, st stuff like that. We're going to be a little more limited release out of the tap room. Which, to be honest with you, it is about to be summertime. And summertime starts, I think, April in Houston. <laughs> I mean, we're having <laughs> some excellent weather right now. But uh, spell time, you guys have the air-conditioned tap room, air-conditioned brewery, which... Yes. Very spoiled. I don't know if they pay you less because you have an air, <laughs> you work in the air condition, but it'd be a, yeah, maybe I shouldn't mention that because, like, oh, by the way, we got to make pay cuts, but you are working in the air condition. But, yeah, man, you got an air-conditioned brewery in there. It's not a bad deal, man. I've, I've never complained about that. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, so what's coming up with you guys? Uh, yeah, we did the, did the big release, and, like I said, looking forward to the next batch, the bigger batch of this one. You have anything else in the works that you're thinking about brewing that you're going to try out? Um, I mean, we, we just got a little one one barrel pilot system that really looking forward to uh, experimenting with. Got a few things in mind. Um, uh, more importantly, it's uh, just trying to keep up with demand right exactly. now. Exactly. That's that's yeah. kind of where my focus is. Um, you know, the, the, the that one barrel system will allow us to do some cool stuff. I mean, we can double batch and fill a, fill a single barrel, uh, you know, collaborate with you on something. Just, if you just want a single half barrel for here, or, you know what I mean? And yes. Got a lot of possibilities with that. And that's, uh, that's where I'm excited about moving forward. Got, got, uh, Matthew there at the brewery. Who's going to start helping out with brewing, uh, some of the regular production stuff that kind of free me up to be a little more creative in that sense. So I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many different styles of beer out there, and and then there's so many ways to brew that style of beer. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's like a playground. When uh, the day from Whole Foods, the, they had the brewery over there. First time he came on the show, it was right before they opened up the brewery. He's like, man, it's a just a freaking playground right now because I walk around and I'm looking at a thousand ingredients that I can put in beer that's at my disposal. Uh, it's just, it's got to be the same way as, as as a brewer that, yeah, I mean, when it was home brewing, you're just sitting there and you're walking through the shop, and it's like, man, let's do this, let's do this, let's make this, let's throw this in there. And sometimes the beer turns out really good. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> That's why the test batch, test system is good. Yep. So hey. you guys, uh, with this beer right here, man, I think you guys knocked it out. I really it appreciate really, that. Really I'm, ha I'm happy with how it turned out. Hopefully, everybody else will be too. I believe they will. I don't think you're going to have any issues with that. Uh, anything else going on over at the brewery, tap room that you know of? Um, I got I mean, as far as events. I mean, other than our open tap room hours, it's it's mostly private parties and stuff like that. Um, as far as new beers uh, that are that are already in the works, I've got I've got the uh, a breakfast out that's in some bourbon barrels right now. As soon as that's done, uh, probably got a few more months. I'm gonna cold brew some coffee into that, um, and then I got our our wildcatter double double Belgian wit in uh, that Chardonnay beer barrels. Did really well. Yeah, man, it, it, people love that beer. People really love that beer. So you put it in some Chardonnay barrels. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it could do well. I think it's got potential, man. I think it's got some potential. We'll see, though. It's only I've only got a, a couple barrels filled with it, so it's going to be another limited release thing. It's going to be good. Yeah, man. And your tap room hours are they 
Not sure what those are. <laughs> That's open, not my job. <laughs> we're open for it's like noon, noon to eight on Fridays and uh, twelve to seven on Saturdays. We're uh, we're you know during football season open on Sundays, but right now just yeah. shutting it down. There's nobody nobody uh, coming up to the tap room on Sundays. Yeah, Great place guys, to go watch a football game, though, on a Sunday. Yeah, with all the TVs, uh, beer and everything, I would imagine so. Plus the, the big barbecue rig you guys have, man, out there. Yeah, Pretty man. fantastic. Good burgers, good hot dogs. Not a bad place to be. But, yeah, hey, you're, you're about 15 minutes north of downtown Houston off of Little York, 59, Hirsch Road area over there. Uh, so if you've never been out to the brewery, definitely need to go check it out. Beer, like I said, you can find it all over the place. And I guess uh, with a really nice expansion with HEBs coming up, you'll find it at a, find a lot of Spindle Tap beer at HEBs. You can always find it here at Drink of Ages Pub. We always do different beers on tap. Hop Gusher is one of my favorite beers that, that you guys make. It is absolutely That's delicious. Good. That Wildcatter, man, for a wit beer, and I'm not, I normally don't drink them, but that one, that one went down really nicely. Got a little bit of tamarind, a little bit of agave nectar. You know, it's it's a different take, and most people are doing a, you know just a single wit. You got a little higher, boosted the ABV a little bit. Set nice seven percenter. Doesn't really drink like it though. So, yeah, I'm, I, I like that beer a lot, especially moving forward. Now, now that we're getting to the summer, man, that, I think I'm gonna be brewing that bo- that, that beer a little more do, often. Yeah, good nice ABV to that one for a summertime beer. Yeah, well, Garrison, man, appreciate you coming and hanging out, man. This is uh, the Houston Hayes, fantastic beer. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me out. Yeah, very nice. And, man, looking forward to some of the other stuff you guys are going to do because so far I've been impressed by pretty much all your beer but one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. Like I said, you know know, know my stance. Each their own. That beer actually sells like crazy up here. That's the thing, yeah. I I don't drink it, but... Apparently, other people do. Oh, a so. lot of people do. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody have a great St. Patrick's Day out there. Like I said, if you're driving by, man, stop by the pub. Drink some really good stouts. Yeah, don't drink the four-point-something percent stouts. Drink a good 10 12% stout. Yeah, make, make it worthwhile here. And hope everybody has a great night. This episode was sponsored by Bell's Brewing Company, and you can listen to any of the old shows by going to iTunes, drinkofages.com. That is sponsored by Buffalo Bay Brewing Company. DJ Musgrudge, my producer, appreciate this guy. If you ever need anybody to spend some albums, some badass funk, or anything else, man, he's got you covered. All you got to do is send me a message. He'll take care of you. Uh, everybody be safe out there. Talk to everybody next week.
jumps and a women leg of frisky. But five o'clock in the evening, every bastard there was pissing. Pretty well gone away, there's nothing left to say. Farewell to New York City boys, the Boston and the A. He took them out with a well and cloud, and they often heard him say, I'm a free born man of the USA. He fought the champ in Pittsburgh and he slushed into the ground. He took on tiny Tartanella. And a fight was right, so I sent him to the war. Very well gone away, there's nothing left to say. We're slouching Joe and an errand gone, we're lost in America. The calling of the rosary, smash life from far away. I'm a freeborn man of the USA. Love you, I always did, I always will. Very well, we gone away, there's nothing left to say. But say it, you, the your eyes as blue as the water in the bay. Took my gentle and a man of war who was up and heard the say, I'm a freeborn man.